You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I'm the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher continue their discussion on cultivating the trait of being a deep listener. When we've experienced complex childhood trauma, we know something of what it means to feel dismissed in conversation or consumed in conversation. Listen in as Candace and Cher talk through the experience difference and invite you to be curious about your own experience. Hey everyone, this is Candace with Processing Trauma Out Loud, and I am with my colleague Cher to have another discussion about topics that we believe are so very important, not only for our own healing, but I know this sounds grandiose, but the healing of the world. (laughs) I mean, that's what happens, right? When we experience such goodness and transformation and healing, not perfection, doesn't mean we don't struggle, have hard days and have hard moments, but oh gosh, Cher, we want other people to experience it. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. The whole world. The whole world. Yeah. So so last week we started what we're calling our cultivation series. We're just looking at different types of traits that we would like to develop within ourselves coming from what was it like to experience complex childhood trauma? And we know this, we know that those who have experienced complex childhood trauma have different brains, experience different things in their bodies, struggle with different types of thoughts. It doesn't mean that other people don't have struggles if they didn't, but it is different. And I know for you and I share, we needed to know that otherwise we thought we were crazy. We thought we were bad and we thought something was wrong with us, but I don't think we're thinking that so much anymore. No. That's right. You know, that's the beautiful thing of doing the hard, good work of healing. So last week we started with the trait of becoming a deep listener. Uh, Not a perfect listener, but what does it look like to just say, you know what, I want to be a better listener. So we really looked at coming from somebody that's really just starting their healing journey. And they really haven't experienced being heard deeply, being seen deeply being soothed in healthy ways and having that sense of safety and security within their own body and their own life. And then also the person who really is on the healing journey and they're noticing, wow, I have this space opening up in me that I want to offer this to other people. And so where we're picking up today is a question that you asked me at the end of last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to that. But you brought up the concept of as children, were we experiencing being dismissed as a child or did we have more of an experience of being consumed? And I'm wondering if you can just help our listeners understand what what do both of those mean? Yeah, and and I will even say it's not necessarily an, a one or the other because it's it's often both. When we are in these places where we have complex childhood trauma and we experience some kind of abuse or violence or neglect in that ongoing way, we will have experienced probably both of these. But being dismissed is when we bring something to our caregiver, to the People in our lives who are there to take care of us and rescue us from difficulties and help us thrive in life. 
And when we bring something to them that feels important and where we feel a, a, a real sense of need, like I need you to engage with me here. I need you to hear me or see me or help me. And, and that could be anything, right? I'm not even going to start giving examples because it literally could be anything. But when we as children bring that situation to our parents or caregivers, teachers, whoever, and we are brushed aside, we are dismissed, whether it's, you know, I don't have time for you right now, or go outside and play, or even just a pat answer of do this or do that, but where we are not really met with anyone who is meeting us with love and mm -hmm. care. Like you said, as you began our session today, like who is coming toward us with a sense of, I want to see you. I want to soothe your heart. What what are you struggling with here? I care. You matter. This is hard. But instead we are dismissed. That's hard. It's it it causes us to feel a lot of emptiness and loneliness and longing and shame because the fact is we desperately needed attunement. It's one mm -hmm. of the things that every child desperately needs. We need someone who will see us well, someone who will come alongside and care about what's going on in our lives. And when we don't get that, leaves a gaping hole. Yeah, well, I'm I almost feel like I'm getting emotional here just because I uh, just a quick little story and I'm I'm just going to share this. I I heard a young man's story of he said he realized it didn't matter when he came home from school, even though people were there. He would come in from school and open the door. And there was no acknowledgement that he was even home from school. That is extreme dismissal. And so what happens for the child who gets repeatedly dismissed, and we share this all the time, just a quick little saying, this is not about being a perfect parent, <laughs> but he was repeatedly dismissed. And so what happens is, is you shut down and you decide you don't need anyone. Yeah. Oh, deeply painful because you actually do need others. Mm, yeah. But you believe that. You're, there's something wrong with you. Otherwise, people would be reaching out and, and offering care. Well, and the desire to allow the desire to come alive that you would need someone feels unbearable. We want to say before you go into consumption, we also want to say there's healing for that. Yeah. And I think so much of that healing can come through exactly what we're talking about here deep listening where someone gives us their attention and says, talk, mm -hmm. talk to me, friend. I want to hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you last week, you so beautifully offered affirmation to me of how I've done that for you. But I, I will say back, Candice, you do this for me and with me mm -hmm. so well also. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the many things about our relationship that is so meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you. Because when, because I, I knew dismissal and I also knew consumption and mm -hmm. consumption. I remember the first time that someone offered to me that there was consumption in my relationship with my parents. I immediately went into shame. I didn't even know what it meant, but it, it felt bad to me. Like, what did I do? You know, but I think I've, so I've spent a lot of time wanting to really understand what is this concept and how has it affected me. Mm -hmm. And so I think of consumption as like a consumable product, like a paper towel. You grab it off the counter, off the roll, you use it to wipe up a spill and you throw it in the garbage. There's no connection. There's very little value. It's something to be used and discarded. 
children are glorious. We, we are meant to be loved and cherished and valued and honored. And no child should be used for consumption. Mm. There are many different levels and many ways that a child can be consumed. Mm -hmm. It can be physically through abuse, through sexual abuse. It can be emotionally through a parent who just uses the child for their sounding board and talks a lot with the child about things that are adult themes that, I mean, even themes like their work or their loneliness or their neediness. And a child that is consuming a child's glory when we as adults, look to a child to meet our needs in any kind of a way. Oh, that feels so heavy. We we know that when a caregiver or a parent is in that space, they are obviously have their own unhealed trauma, which we're not saying that justifies anything. It's it's just the the burden that it places on a child to feel some sense of responsibility to help care for their parents' issues, whether that's emotional or whatever is, is too much. I mean, if, if one of the definitions of trauma is too much, too fast, too soon, this is what we're talking about. And so even understanding age-appropriate conversations, I'm just thinking about, you know, what it, what would it be like for that parent to have other people that they can go to, to process, because they need to be heard. We, we're not minimizing that, but it's, it's, it's not the child. Yeah, I don't want to go too much into that because it feels like it can be a very deep place. Yeah, and I and I and I was just thinking the same thing, Candace, of bringing us back to why are we talking about a ch the child who experienced being dismissed or having been consumed in relationship to what we're talking about here, and that is our deep, deep longing for good, pure listeners, mm -hmm. someone who will turn their attention toward us so that we can be heard in ways that we have perhaps never been heard before. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you've grown up, like you said, you can experience both, but if you're, you know, let's just say that you are wanting to become a better listener and you notice, oh, I lean more towards being more dismissive of in conversation or with people, or you lean more towards talking all the time and not having that self-awareness of the mutuality of the conversation. These are just some things that we want to invite you to be curious about. Yeah. Do you tend to get overwhelmed in conversation and pull back? Or are you trying to get connection through talking, but it's actually not bringing true connection? Mm -hmm. it, it's more one-sided. Yeah, really good. And we all need times when we need to talk, but if we can do that in a relationship where someone is gifting us deep listening or when we are able to offer that to others, that's when the conversation, when there's real beauty and where healing can take place or difficulties can be worked through. You and I both experienced, and, and not that we didn't have other people that had listened to us, but we really did experience a different type of deep listening when we paid for coaches and continue to pay for coaches because 
we never get to the point, and you mentioned this in our last episode, that that even though we are now offering ourselves and others the gift of deep listening, we still have times that we need that too. So now we have relationships that we can do that with one another in our pearls group and with other friends. But initially, I mean, I didn't regret a penny that I paid to experience what I experienced in my coaching. Yeah. And I think next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about what were some of those specific dynamics that happened as we began to experience that deep listening? And what did that deep listening look like to us at that time? And how did it feel? (laughs) Sometimes it felt scary. Sometimes it felt inviting. But We want to talk a lot more about this because as we are talking about cultivating this new, this as a new skill, also maybe cultivating the ability to ask for deep listening when we need that, we want to go more deeply into that. Yeah, I like that you're bringing up some specifics. We know that there are specifics. We know that there are certain aspects to being deeply listened to that really provided a way for us to be able to do what we're doing today. You know, circling back around to we can't give others what we haven't experienced ourselves. That's really why we're doing this cultivation series, I believe, is that there are things that have been cultivated in our own lives and that we're continuing to cultivate and that we're continuing to take care of. Sometimes we have to pull out some weeds, right? We need those seeds watered. And we want to just say, hey, these are things that when we slow down and notice what are the things in my life that I want to see more of or less of. Yeah. So good, Candice. Well, it was good to be with you today and we will pick up next week and get more into the specifics of what does it feel like or what is it like to experience being deeply listened to? Yeah. Can't wait. Me too, friend. Love you. Love you too. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing, if you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandiceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Music was created by Caleb Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Audit Story, LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.